I'm Josh Escobedo of Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey of Weintraub Tobin. Welcome to another installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. So I know we could have addressed this sooner, but no time like the present to talk about the MLB Cleveland baseball team's botched rebranding. Don't you agree, Josh? I couldn't agree more, Scott. And if you recall, I covered the NFL's related situation where the Washington football team moved away from its Redskins moniker in recognition of its cultural insensitivity. Around the same time, the Cleveland baseball team of the MLB moved away from its racially charged mascot, Chief Wahoo, and indicated an intent to rebrand down the road. Well, they recently announced that they've decided to rebrand themselves as the Cleveland Guardians. So I've read a little bit about this, and the new branding wasn't really well received, but the team has bigger problems. Specifically, the team and the league somehow failed to recognize that there's already a professional sports team in Cleveland known as the Cleveland Guardians. That's right. The Cleveland Guardians is the name of the professional roller derby team, and it has been since 2015. It seems that the team formerly known as the Indians somehow missed this in their diligence process. This really exemplifies why it's so important to run clearance searches before investing heavily into a new brand or rebranding. You don't want to expend significant resources into a mark that you may not ultimately have the right to use. That's right. And that's exactly why we encourage our clients to run clearance searches and do the appropriate diligence before moving forward. But it seems clear here that sort of thing really maybe didn't happen. If it had, we probably uh, wouldn't have seen the roller derby teams July 27, 2021 trademark application filed for bumper stickers, koozies, apparel, novelty pins and patches. The application, the application makes no mention of a concurrent use agreement that allegedly was entered into between the roller derby team and the MLB team. Uh, so it seems that there really wasn't an arrangement between the parties for the use of the name. That's right. And it seems to go beyond just counsel, Scott. There's even more evidence that the team as a whole or the team and the league uh, didn't do its diligence. If the team had done its diligence or the league had, it seems they would have secured the relevant domains and social media handles, but that didn't happen. And there are a lot of articles out there discussing how the team failed in this regard. I mean, I've tried to give the team and the league every benefit of the doubt, but the evidence seems to overwhelmingly indicate that the team simply failed to do what it needed to do with respect to this rebranding. I agree. And so I guess that brings us to our next question. So the team formerly known as the Indians, are they going to become a symbol like Prince? (laughs) What are they going to do next? Well, it seems like there could be an infringement action brewing, Scott. Uh, I suppose if the roller derby team wanted to get really aggressive, whether through a true intent to litigate the matter, although by all means, I've got respect for all sports, but I somehow believe that the roller derby team isn't as well-funded as the Cleveland baseball team. So that may not be the best route for them, but they could use that as a leverage point. So the question becomes, is the the team formerly known as the Cleveland Indians use of Cleveland Guardians infringing of the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team's trademark rights? And that's an open question. As you know, the test for infringement is likelihood of confusion, and that's a test that takes into account a number of factors depending on which circuit you're in, 
And those factors are analyzed to reach a conclusion as to whether a subsequent user's use of a mark is likely to infringe on the senior user's trademark rights. And without getting too deep into the weeds, I'm not sure that this is likely to create consumer confusion. Sure, it's the same name, and both teams are involved in the uh, same industry, be that sports. But they're involved in significantly different sports. We're looking at a roller derby team and a major league baseball team. And in my opinion, no one is likely to assume any sort of association between the MLB and the Cleveland Indians and this professional roller derby team. Um, but I'd, of course, be interested in seeing how the discovery would play out and, and what the evidence is in support of both, both sides' case. What do you think, Scott? I think I would agree with you, Josh. The, you know, the entertainment services, right? Entertainment services in the nature of professional baseball team, entertainment services in the nature of a uh, roller derby team. I, I, I would agree with you that they're, they're not similar enough for there to be um, consumer confusion. However, I don't think that's the end of the story, right? Because what's a, what's a sports team without uh, t-shirts and hats and, and, and uh, you know, sweaters and pins and pencils and mugs and stuff, right? That's where the rubber hits the road. That's where there's infringement because, um, and it may not be, it may not be, um, it may be on the line for actual infringement, but I'll tell you that the, the team is not going to get a trademark registration uh, covering any of those goods uh, with their new name, uh, especially given that the roller derby team has already filed for it. So, and that I think is where the real issue is because if the MLB team can't get trademark registrations covering all those ancillary goods, um, they're going to have a really challenging time granting licenses to product manufacturers who manufacture and sell uh, MLB licensed goods, right? If you were a manufacturer of hats and you wanted to manufacture the hats and sell these hats for this Cleveland team, um, you would require that the MLB has you know, clear title to that trademark. I mean, you don't want to step into a trademark infringement lawsuit right off the bat. So uh, I think that's where the issue is going to lie. And, and I think that's probably where the money is for the MLB team, for sure. I think that's right, Scott. And, and it's very insightful because after all, what's a team without merchandise? Merchandise is a huge source of revenue for sports teams. And if they can't license those rights to third parties, they're losing out on a lot of money. And so with that said, I think we can both agree that this is not a matter that's likely to be litigated. The parties are likely to reach a deal, but it does seem that the roller derby team has the baseball team in a tough spot, and they're likely to be able to extract a pretty favorable deal for the, this concurrent use. I, I agree, Josh. My prediction is that this case is going to settle. And I, I actually think the the roller derby team has the MLB team in a headlock. I guess they do headlocks in roller derby, right? I think they do. I think they do have them in a headlock. I think this case is going to settle. I think the MLB will pay the roller derby uh, some large sum of money and the roller derby team is going to rebrand. 
I agree. And so we'll have to keep an eye on it. I suppose we'll, at the very least, we'll be able to report back that a deal was reached. I'm sure it'll be confidential. We'll probably never hear what the deal was, but we'll definitely report back when we hear more. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Briefing. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. Please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. And if you're interested in more content, please visit our blog at theiplawblog.com.